0: You're listening to episode 24 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurity. I'm your host, Katri Barrett. and With each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential live and work confidently, be courageous, be curious, because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Welcome back, Curiosity Clubbers. Before we dive into today's episode, I have some very exciting news, and that is that the doors are now open to the change course. The Change Course is your complete guide to becoming unstuck and creating a life that you're excited to wake up to. The Change Course is my six week online course and community teaching you the fundamentals of long lasting, sustainable change. Maybe you're aware that you want to change something in your life, be that how you're feeling, how you're acting and responding. Maybe you want to change your relationships or how fulfilled you are in your career. Whatever it is, maybe you've tried to change it and you haven't been able to. If you feel like you're missing something in your life and you want to create a change, then this is the course for you. If you're finding that you're constantly worrying about the things that might go wrong and that fear of failure stops you from taking action and from putting yourself out there and doing the things you want to do, then the change course is for you. If you feel like life isn't going the way that you'd planned or that you could feel more fulfilled or be doing more with your life than you currently are, if you feel stuck, then the Change Course is for you. Imagine having a toolbox to navigate the unique roadmap of your own personality, why it is you do what you do, feel what you feel and think what you think, and how you can manage each of those to be the most successful version of yourself. This is what the Change Course can offer you. Now, there is a very special early bird discount just for you, lovely listeners, but it is only available for the next few days. So be sure to book your place as soon as possible. You can do so right now through the link in the show notes. It is about time that you stopped fearing failure, that you stopped procrastinating and stopped doubting your abilities. Start creating a life that you are excited to wake up to. Time to stop saying that one day you'll do all these things and that you'll feel those things. Today is the day that you can change course. So head to that link in the show notes to learn more about it and to sign up. I would love to hear from you if you have any questions or if you'd like to speak to me in person about the course, then we can set up a discovery call together. Hit me up at hello at catribarrett.com. I am so excited to dive into the course with some of you in just a few weeks time. Now, if you've been in London, you're aware that we have been having a heat wave here the last few days and it has been glorious. But I've also been hearing and receiving a lot of messages from people and the clients I've had one-to-one sessions with about how frazzled they've been feeling. And this hasn't just been because of the heat. Maybe you can relate. Perhaps you've been feeling slightly frazzled. Whatever that means to you, I'm sure it means something slightly different to all of us. But what I am talking about is when you're feeling stressed out, overwhelmed by your to-do lists. Maybe you're feeling really confused by all the decisions that you need to make and learn when it comes to starting the new job you've started or pushing your boundaries and learning a new skill. Maybe you're feeling really chaotic because you're trying to multitask and juggle too many things at once. Or maybe you're someone that feels really fearful and that fear causes you to freeze up and prevent you from taking action. This is where those feelings of being stuck might come in. So all of these things for some of us, will cause us to feel frazzled. And I just like the term frazzled today. The heat has got me thinking about it. So that is why and what I'm going to be exploring with you today. I'm going to be letting you in on my four secrets to finding calm and clarity when you're feeling frazzled and chaotic. My first secret that I'm letting you in on today is that there is only The here and the now. I'm talking about presence and we're starting with this because without the ability to be in the here and the now, you can never truly access the depths of yourself needed in order to achieve transformative results in your life. This is because the present moment is really all that we have. In moments when we're feeling overwhelmed or frazzled by our to-do lists, rushing around on your commute perhaps, or panicked before a meeting, it is more than likely that you aren't being present. You'll be worrying about all the things that might go wrong in the future, or perhaps ruminating on everything that hasn't gone according to plan in the past. By being in our heads in this way, this is what will feed those feelings of chaos, of confusion, of being frazzled. That frazzledness, <laughs> we'll pretend that that's a word, <laughs> because you're living on autopilot. Some of us are quite literally addicted to thinking. We feel we have to plan. We've got to worry about everything. We've got to speculate what other people are thinking thinking about us. But when you're living in your head like this, you not only miss out on the subtle signals of your intuition and body, but also you quite literally miss out on life itself. This is because everything happens right here, right now. All the past is, is simply memories of the now. And the future is predictions of the now. There is so much beauty in being able to recognise this because not only does it mean that with each moment we have an opportunity to wipe the slate clean, it also means that there is no point in getting caught up in what might happen to us or what already has. You see, our thoughts trick us into believing that they are facts but all that is factual is our experience in each moment. So the experience of having the thought, be it words, images, or colours in your head, and the experience of feeling emotions and physical sensations, that is what is real, not the thoughts themselves. To be present or mindful, if you prefer the term, is to observe your experience. So your thoughts, feelings, emotions, breath. Observing your experience in each moment with acceptance and without judgment. Now most of us struggle with the acceptance and non-judgmental part. How often do you beat yourself up for not having achieved enough or having done something right or well enough? So many of us will beat ourselves up in this way. But to be truly mindful and present we just allow whatever happens whatever our behavior is whatever we're thinking whatever we're feeling we sit with it we're not trying to change it we're just allowing it to be there and it's amazing how the more you practice this the quicker those feelings will disappear and pass you by whereas it's when we get caught up in them and we're reacting to them that they last for longer we cling onto them Now, I want you to think of it like strengthening a muscle. Let's call it your mindfulness muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and easier to use it will become over time. The more you practice being present, the more space you will put between your true self, who is the observer, and anything you might be feeling or experiencing that isn't helpful to you. It's this space of presence that allows you to choose how you respond, whether you react to all those fears of your inner critic or whether you choose to simply be present with whatever you're feeling and observe the emotions for what they really are. Emotions are energy in motion. It is just vibrations in the body. It's so important to think of emotions in this way. They're just vibrations in your body now i want to give you some of my top tips to help practice being present and being mindful and the first one is turn your everyday activities into mindfulness exercises you don't need to be sitting cross-legged on a cushion and meditating for hours a day in order to become more mindful now first thing you can do is mindful showering. So when you're in the shower, notice how the water feels against your skin. Notice all the smells of the shampoo, the sounds of the water running over your body. The next is brushing your teeth. Something we do, or hopefully you do, twice a day, if not more. Have you ever really paid attention to how each tooth feels when the brush glides across it? How the toothpaste tastes? The sound of the brushing? Make it a mindful activity to brush your teeth. And what about walking? Again, something that we do every single day. But do you really pay attention when you're walking? Notice how the floor feels beneath you and how it feels as your weight shifts from one foot to the other. Notice the sound of your steps, the feeling of your feet in your shoes and your shoes against the earth beneath you. The different textures of different flooring. There'll be different sounds as well. These everyday activities can really bring you back into the moment when you pay attention to them. And also another bonus is that it can turn what feels like boring activities into really spiritual and grounding exercises. Washing up is another good one, <laughs> another good one for that. Something that you resist, you shift your perspective into seeing it as a way to be present and be in the moment and sit with yourself and explore yourself to create space. Now, another way you, you can integrate mindfulness into your everyday is to set yourself reminders on your phone. And it might be a reminder to... Be mindful when you're brushing your teeth or washing up or whatever activity you're doing. Set them for a few interviews during the day. Ask yourselves things that pops up on your phone. How are you feeling right now? What can you see, smell, taste, hear? Or a little pop-up that says, notice your breath. Lastly, I want to encourage you all, if you have not done so already, to read Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. It is literally changed my life. It was this book that was a pivotal point in my self-development journey about, when was it, seven years ago or so. This book really, really transformed the way I saw and understood how to be in the present moment and the impact it can have on us. So if you haven't done so, there's also the audiobook, which I still listen to all the time. It's my it's always my go-to whenever I need a little bit of something to help me ground and come to the moment. Moving on to my second tip when you're feeling frazzled and that is your breath can transform your life. Our breath is the most useful yet the most underappreciated and overlooked tool that we all have with us at every moment of every day. It can help us shift how we're feeling in just a matter of minutes. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, we always have our breath. And being more aware of how you breathe and also of what your breath and the experience of it is will also help you be present. But you can also use it to literally trigger your body's relaxation response. So when you're feeling stressed or anxious or, worry or worrying or you've got a big event coming up, you're doing a presentation, you can use your breath to trigger that relaxation response in your body and counteract the stress response. So it might not have been an external factor that has caused the stress response to be triggered in your body. It might have been a thought that you're having if you're maybe going through a particularly anxious phase. Now, this is what I call an SOS moment. This is a moment when you've become stressed. The stress response has been triggered and you're then feeling overwhelmed. And often those feelings of being overwhelmed cause you to then become stuck. You either don't know how to take action or you're unable to, you're frozen in the moment. When you find yourself frozen and stuck in a rut like this, maybe you've been there for an hour or so, or maybe it's been days, sometimes it happens for weeks. You can use my SOS technique to help free yourself. I've talked about this on a previous episode, but there's still a downloadable resource of this exercise on my website, in the resources section. And I will link to this in the show notes. But to summarize the SOS technique, you firstly stop. And this is where that presence comes in. You're pausing. You're creating space. Next, you have to override. And this is where your breath comes into play. You're overriding the stress response by triggering the relaxation response. And lastly, you soften. This is where that non-judgment and that acceptance comes in. You soften into whatever it is you're experiencing and you practice self-compassion. So you're not being judgmental. You're not telling yourself you're stupid or that you shouldn't be feeling or experiencing the thing that you are. You just send yourself some love and accept it for what it is. So there are two different ways that you can use your breath in order to override the body's stress response and trigger your relaxation response. And that is that the breath can firstly be the object of your attention. Now that means that you're just watching your your breath. So you're observing the sensations, where you can feel the breath in the body, what it feels like. You're just sitting and watching as it comes in, and as it goes out, but you're not changing the breath at all. Now, the second way is breath control. So this is where you are controlling the breath. And there's various different ways that you can practice this. There's lots of different breath exercises, depending on the result that you're getting or the the result that you're after. If you practice yoga, you'll have some experience in this. But the particular breath technique that I want to Um, encourage you to practice here is called extended exhale breathing. And that is literally where you make your out breath longer than your in breath. And this particular way of controlling your breath is what will trigger the relaxation response in your body. So to practice extended exhale, you need to inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of eight. And you can change this so it might be that you inhale for 3 if you need a shorter breath and exhale for 6. Just make the exhale twice as long as your inhale. Practicing extended exhale in this way will also positively tone your vagus nerves. Now your vagus nerves are your largest cranial nerves and they are responsible for the relaxation response and the stress response. So the more you practice breath control and extended exhale, you're gonna be toning your vagus nerves positively. So the more you do it, the more habitual that response will become, the relaxation response will become rather than the fight or flight. So practice extended exhale with me now. You're gonna take a nice deep inhale and then on the exhale, let all of the breath go. Just empty your lungs completely. And then you're going to inhale for a count of four. Hold the breath in. And then exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold the breath out. And then inhale for one, two, three, four. Hold it. And exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And inhale, hold it, and exhale. And that it's as simple as that. If you practice extended exhale just like that, adjusting the timings if you need to, even just for one minute, you will be amazed at how it can shift whatever it is you're feeling and make you feel softer and more relaxed no matter what you are faced with. Moving on to my next tip, and that is to nurture your knowledge. This is the most fundamental aspect of personal development, in my opinion. It is knowledge. If you don't nurture your knowledge and embark on a continuous journey of being curious about yourself and the world, then you cannot move forward. And it's here that I want to talk to you about growth edges because an understanding of growth edges can help you help yourself to become unstuck whenever you're feeling a little bit stressed or frazzled in the future. Now, whenever you feel uncomfortable emotions, such as confusion, overwhelmed, chaos, fear, you're being offered up an opportunity. It's an opportunity that you Firstly, have to be present in order to notice because if you're not present enough to observe the emotions in within you, then this opportunity will pass you by because you're on autopilot. You see, our emotions are our messengers and these signs of discomfort are showing us that we're at a growth edge. If we allow it to be, a growth edge is an opportunity to evolve It's a time when we have the choice to either grow and meet the demands of whatever it is that has triggered the emotion and evolve as individuals. Or we choose to stay as we are, not to move on or to develop. And it's here that perhaps you might begin to feel stuck or become stuck in bad habits or for some people, addictive behaviours. There are three reasons that will cause you to meet a growth edge and the potential of being stuck. One is that you're not ready to change. The second is it's a lack of confidence being able to push you forwards. And the third is a lack of knowledge is keeping you stuck and unable to progress. Now, let's talk about not being ready to change. What this means is your reasons to stay the same outweigh your reasons to change. Now, if this is the reason why you're at a growth edge, then before you can progress, you need to make sure that your pros, so your reasons to change, outweigh your reasons to stay the same. This is why, and this is often the reason that you see people stuck in addictive behaviors. In, and no matter how much someone tells them that they should change, the reasons they should change, that they ought to change, no matter how much they're messing up their life, until they themselves can see that their reasons to get over their addiction and to transform their life outweigh the reasons not to, then they will never change. No matter how many times they go to rehab or how many people they hurt, they need to shift that balance first. And it's the same for all of us, whether it's starting a business and you're trying to create a new habit of pushing your boundaries and of doing an hour's work every day after you get in from your day job. If you want to start that habit of doing that, your reasons to start the business need to massively outweigh your reasons not to. Otherwise, you're not going to be bothered. This is why people fail at New Year's resolutions because they're not really that committed. They're not... The reasons to make that change and that New Year's resolution don't actually outweigh the reasons not to. So the second reason why you might be stuck at a growth edge is a lack of knowledge. Now, this can either be external knowledge, as in you don't know enough about IT and computers to be able to fix your laptop after you've lost a huge presentation. Or it might be that you don't yet have the skills and the knowledge to be a yoga teacher. Or So that would be like external knowledge or it's internal knowledge that you don't know enough about yourself. You haven't recognized that it's your limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. You haven't recognized that it's your lack of confidence or that it's your self-sabotaging behaviors. So those are the two ways that knowledge can keep you stuck. I'm going to talk about confidence separately a little bit later on. But next, I want to talk about your internal knowledge and how you can break the cycle. I want to introduce you to the concept of and invite yourself to start seeing yourself as a self-scientist. Now, we all know the term scientist. A scientist is someone who conducts research to enhance knowledge in a specific area. But what if you started to see yourself as a self-scientist? And all those tasks that felt overwhelming and scary were just research opportunities. This would mean that any risk of failure would no longer be so scary because whenever things went wrong, you would just be gathering information so that you could learn something new for the next time around. Self-science and self-discovery is the underpinning of how I work with all of my clients, no matter what they come to me with. Because you can only really step into your full power when you study yourself and become your own coach. Getting to know your inner workings, what it is that makes you tick, what your beliefs are, what your purpose is. It's a lifelong practice and along the way you'll learn to befriend yourself and your body. The best way that you can overcome your growth edges is to keep being curious. And by showing up here every Tuesday and listening to the Curiosity Club podcast, you certainly are showing your commitment to that. Be a self-scientist. Be curious about yourself and your inner workings. Notice if you're not able to make a change or if you keep meeting uncomfortable emotions, it's sign of a growth edge. Are you ready? Do your pros outweigh the cons? Are you ready to make that change? Or is it a lack of confidence, perhaps, that's keeping you stuck? And it's this that I want to talk to you about next. Because my final tip is to make friends with your fear. Lack of confidence is the most common thing I see holding the women I work with back and preventing them from up-leveling and overcoming growth edges. Women I work with feel chaotic. They're unable to make decisions and they're frozen, unable to make progress towards their goals because they don't feel like they're enough. They don't feel like they're experienced enough, qualified enough, good enough, thin enough. Just insert something and enough there. I'm sure you can all relate. We all have those feelings of not being enough in at least one area, some of us, all of them. When I work one to one with my coaching clients, we will often spend multiple sessions just reframing and replacing the limiting beliefs that are feeding their lack of confidence. Now, as we are just condensing this into one episode today, I want to pitch a slightly different idea about confidence to you. And this is that what if you've just stopped waiting to feel confident? You can end up wasting your entire life because you're waiting until you feel enough of something to do something. You're waiting until you feel confident enough to take that plunge and apply for that promotion. You're waiting until you feel happy rather than taking the actions you need to to feel happy today. What would your life look like if you stepped into your full power in the here and the now and just Did that thing. Sure, it might be scary, it might be terrifying, but I can tell you with certainty that the people you see on Instagram and who you admire, and how you look at and you wish that you could be more like them and have their confidence. Maybe it's them, someone you see talking at an event, maybe someone delivering a podcast, maybe someone smashing it, running a business that you have dreamt of doing yourself. I promise you that they either feel the same fears that you do and they are doing the thing anyway, or they used to feel the same fear, but they have put themselves out of their comfort zone so often that now they have fully embodied that confidence. Today, I am here to tell you that fear is not your enemy. Fear is your friend. It's time to stop fearing fear because it is not a bad thing a sign of a growth edge and that is an opportunity for you to up level for you to evolve and grow as a person and move on to be the most successful version of yourself fear is just a leftover evolutionary defense mechanism and it's its job to look out for you all it's trying to do is protect you from danger now that isn't a bad thing it's doing its job well if you feel fear but now you Today, after listening to this episode, have become more present and going forward you will be the self-scientist. You now have the choice. You have the choice whether you allow the danger your fear body has perceived. You can choose whether that danger is a real threat. Whether it's in your best interest to continue and face whatever's triggered it anyway. Or whether it is real and you need to adjust your actions what would happen if you felt the fear and you did the thing anyway? I want to ask you to ask yourself that whenever you feel scared to do something. What would happen if you just felt it and you did it anyway? And please let me know if you're putting this into practice. I want to hear your stories. I love it when you get in touch with me and, and tell me about how you've been putting the podcast episodes into action in your real life. So some of my Biggest tips for stepping into your confidence power that you can put into action today are firstly, in the moments where a lack of confidence is keeping you stuck at a growth edge, ask yourself, what would your future self thank you for? So what could you do in that moment? What would be your actions that your future self would thank you most for? Would it be to stay stuck? and not ask for that promotion, not to speak your mind, not to start that business. Is that what your future self would thank you for? Or would your future self in one year, two years, 10 years, 50 years, would they thank you for putting yourself out there? Would they thank you for pushing your boundaries? Would they thank you for speaking your mind and applying for that job? My next tip is to create a list of everything you have done well in the past and remind yourself this whenever you need to. We're so good at thinking about all the things that we're lacking and all the things that we aren't good at and that we're missing and that we do badly that it's so important to focus on the things we have done well in the past and the things we are good at. Fear is very good at drowning out the positive, so you need to actively make it louder. Write this list and remind yourself, stick it up on the wall so you can see it every single day. Also, talk directly to your fear, and this might make you feel uncomfortable, but it can be really powerful at just quietening that fear in an instance. Practice self-compassion and thank the fear for trying to protect you. You can say, Things like, thank you, worries and anxiety. I see you, I hear you. Thank you for trying to protect me. But in this instance, you are not useful and I shall choose to act anyway. Talk directly to your fear. Imagine it is a different person or different being within you. You are not your fear. Your fear is just an emotion. Next, I want to encourage you to reward yourself. When you're pushing your comfort zone or there's something that scares you and you're very, resi- very resistant to doing it, set up a reward for yourself. Treat yourself to that bag you've wanted for a while, for going to a massage or perhaps going on a nice walk or reading a book. Reward yourself and promise yourself something that you want if you push your boundaries. Lastly, and this is a simple one, but my gosh, is it effective. And one of my favorite things to do, listen to an empowering song that makes you strut like Beyonce, whether it is Beyonce herself or perhaps Riri Riri, if you prefer. Listen to that song that makes you feel invincible, feel powerful, dance around your room, preferably in your underwear if you're like me. That adds to the feelings of being powerful. But just listen to that favorite music of yours and feel the emotions it gives you and take them going forward. It is such a powerful thing to do. And just remember that your confident self is right here, right now. She is already within you and you can step into her today. Now I wanna leave you with the takeaways of this episode and that is that there is no other moment than right now. Everything happens here, in this moment. Today, here, in the present moment. You can find magic in what used to feel mundane by turning your everyday activities into mindful practices. So become aware of that shower, Feel it. Hear it. When you're brushing your teeth, notice every little feeling and sound and each tooth. When you're walking from A to B, be in the moment, not thinking about the things you've got to do when you get there or the things you haven't done a moment before. In times when you're feeling really, really stressed or the pressure is getting to you of some activity you've got to do, Use your breath to trigger your relaxation response. Make that exhale longer than your inhale, whenever you need to. I use this regularly throughout the day when you're faced with stressful or demanding tasks, or you're on your way to a meeting or a job interview. Make your out-breath longer than your in-breath. Remember that uncomfortable emotions are signs of growth edges. And growth edges are our only opportunities that you are about to evolve into and develop as a person. Remember, you need to be present in order to recognize growth edges within yourself and become a self-scientist. Be curious. Embark on that continuous path of growth. Remember, my last point that I'm gonna leave you on is stop waiting to feel confident and befriend your fear. It's these little micro actions when you're feeling stress and in times when that frazzled feeling is overcoming you entirely. It's the micro actions that add up over time. And this is when transformation happens. One step and one foot in front of the other all add up and create transformative change remember to head to the show notes and check out the change course right now. Don't miss out on your early bird discount that is only available for the next few days. As always, be sure to subscribe. And if this episode has resonated with you, then be sure to share it with friends and leave a review. Until next time, stay curious.